0: You're listening to the After the Show movie podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts A. scully and Sid talk We're addicted to movies, are you? Unique New York. Unique New York. What do you think of that, Sid talk? Pleasant. What's that from?
1: I think it's just we've been fed that from maybe plays and movies that that's what people do before they go on to do a performance or give a speech or something, you know? Yeah. Work up there. I don't know. But
0: what's it really from? I don't know. It's I don't the, know. It's from Anchorman.
1: It's not from Anchorman.
0: It's it's Ron Burgundy's warm-up.
1: <laughs> right. Ron Burgundy. And whoever wrote Ron Burgundy didn't invent it. But that's a whole other topic. This is the before the after the show discussion, which was not New Yeet. Unique you know.
0: <laughs> Sid Talk, you're Unique. a smelly pirate hooker. Unique.
1: <laughs> I know where that's from. That was you just made that up right now. No. That's Unique. true. That's Ron. Your favorite guy. I love Ron. He's very good. I know. You haven't watched it in a while, which is interesting. So this is not the before the after the show discussion. The before the after the show discussion It's easy
0: for you to say. It is.
1: Is basically nothing. We came straight up here. You did the thing. I opened up all my stuff. And I ate some spinach, I mean some tofu, you made some tea. This is life, everybody. Don't look for like big exciting stuff. It's not an action movie. This is the before the after the show life. It is.
0: And it's great. I love it. (laughs) All right. So this is our show Saturday. This is the weekend of Saturday, June the 19th. After the show, 689. We're a movie review podcast and we review a movie every week. It is episode 689. The movie we're looking at this week is the movie Voyagers. It's a 2021 movie, and it will be released, Sid Talk, on July the 2nd. Oh, you'll,
1: well, it makes sense now.
0: You'll be able to see it in theaters, remember those, and on VOD on that date.
1: So here's the deal. Would you want to go to a theater now?
0: I find the theater kind of gross anyway, before all this
1: We sticky. both were a huge theater people, though. Movie theater, not like... You know, performance theaters. But I, I mean, both I of hate us. People
0: in the theater who make noise while I'm trying to watch the movie.
1: Yeah.
0: I hate people in the theater. Who, I just hate people in the also.
1: Theater. And so it's not. It's not just the people too. It can also be like the place. Like has like a musty stink about it and
0: sticky floor.
1: The sticky floor, I don't mind so much, but like the weird sticky handles. I mean, it's just like I've seen thousands of movies in theater so this is not me being like oh I'm never going to I used to go to the theater from the moment it opened until it closed down at midnight and watch movies all day long so but over time either the quality went down or my uh I got to be middle-aged and really picky
0: that's probably (laughs) I'm guessing that's it you turned into crotchety old middle-aged person I
1: did that's okay. (laughs) We have our own movie thing theater in our house, so that's cool.
0: We do. We have very good movie facilities. We do. So this is rated PG-13. Our friends at Lionsgate let us watch a copy. So Sid talk give us the synopsis of the movie Voyagers.
1: Hmm. Humanity has to go to another planet. They've been to put a bunch of people on what Star Trek people like myself like to call a generational ship, because that's what it is. You put a bunch of people on it. They have babies for next 100 years. And then those babies, babies, babies are the ones that land on the planet. And it's about the human nature and how terrible we are. (laughs) All right. I'll give
0: you the one. Is is that
1: not what it says on the box? On the box, it
0: says this, which we don't 100% agree with. But here we go. A crew of astronauts on a multi-generation mission descend into paranoia and madness, not knowing what is real or not.
1: That is totally not correct.
0: It is not correct.
1: Not only is it just, there's a little bit of, okay, a little bit of spoiler here. So at one point, I mean, there's always an asshole. Let's, let's get that out of the way. There's always an asshole in the world. Humans are jerks and animals. I'm sure there's animal world where there's just the asshole baboon or the asshole lion who everybody else is like, oh, that fucking guy, right? We're, we're fine without that guy. So this guy then decides to use fear and intimidation to basically rule everybody. And in the process, makes up an alien or a lie and then convinces people to believe in it. There's no confusion, though. No. That's it's really paranoia weird.
0: and uh, madness. No, no. They're
1: trying to oversell that. And if that's what they're trying to do, that it didn't really come off like
0: that. All right. So there may be spoilers during this review, just to let you know. So you probably haven't seen this yet because it's not out, you know, before you listen to this. Go and see it because that's yeah. the best way of seeing it.
1: Yeah, just ignore us and all movie podcast reviews. Sure. Just watch all the movies. So, <laughs>
0: how did you like Voyagers, Sid Talk?
1: I enjoyed it. Because why? What are the two things I love in movies? Sci-fi. And zombies, right? You put those two together, I'm on board no matter how Not that there it are does. any
0: zombies in this.
1: There are no zombies. You could question that, right, I suppose. Um, <laughs> to some degree, but... Anything in space or the future, even if it's five years in the future, we're going out into space, especially a generational ship. You know, I'm on board for that. I'd be on board literally for that if somebody said, all you normal ass people, we don't care how fit you are, how smart you are or anything. We're going to stick you on a ship. We're going to send you off into space and see what happens. I'd be like, hands up. No offense. I mean, I love you and everything, but that sounds awesome when I want to feed that thing, that curiosity. I like to see other people's vision of it. And so sci-fi, going into space, into the future, to another planet, all of it. I, I, I enjoy that. It's just that this time, how would you categorize it?
0: Well, I said to you after we watched it, I really enjoy that kind of movie, but this particular one, I have problems with it.
1: A little bit, yeah. It's sad because it's got all the making, you know, it's got all the ingredients of making a delicious little cake.
0: Yeah. The first 30 minutes were a delicious little cake. I was really into the buildup. I was mm-hmm. into, you know, how it starts. It starts with the crew who are going to be the crew as children. And we see, you know, briefly, we see all this. It does cut to the chase pretty quick, doesn't it? The ship yeah takes off pretty quickly. But with all these
1: children on board. Well, here's the deal. Here's the big spoiler thing. It's not really a spoiler because they tell you in the first literally seven minutes, I think. They explain it to you. The powers that be in the world or whoever, wherever. It all seems pretty... It's not highly diverse, we'll just say, as far as like language and all that. But that's aside the point. Beside the point is that the powers that be have decided that you can't just take people who are raised on Earth And who have had a whole life on Earth, turn them into astronauts and then send them off into space where they will eventually have to reproduce and die and blah, blah, blah. We have to genetically engineer humans, raise them in an isolated environment, keep them docile, but educate them from the second they're born to handle everything that the ship will need and all that kind of stuff. And then we'll put them on the ship. They have no experience out in the world. They've never been out on to the grass or outside or in the sunshine or anything. So that's the prim- That's the idea of how to send the perfect people out into space.
0: Right. And the perfect- I disagree
1: with that philosophy. I mean, I don't know what's that based on, but hey.
0: So the perfect people go out into space, they're children, and then they're not children because we move on like 10 years and then they're teenagers And then essentially, it's Lord of the Flies (laughs) in space. I mean, it really is. That's a really good description.
1: Oh, and you say you sent children into space alone? No. Colin Farrell went with them.
0: Colin Farrell (laughs) is the father. I don't... Why didn't they send also a mother figure also?
1: That's uh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't... And they also didn't clarify. I was thinking they were going to end up saying that he was her father. That's why he was more like... Telling her things and all that. Um, But I thought I feel like that was probably left out. I think that's part of the script. I mean, it it was was left left out
0: for a reason, but because spoilers, they had, well, no, they could have done it. I mean, I didn't understand why there was no father and mother figure. I didn't get that because I was like, you know, but they're just humans. They need father and mother. We watched Raised
1: with Wolves, father and mother. (laughs) Another situation that didn't go great. True.
0: (laughs) But, you know, humans need that, but they only send father. I didn't. I was like, is what's the reason for that and why But
1: they weren't even going to. They were gonna send these children off into space alone and he just because he just basically hates yeah. everybody, essentially, sounds like. That was a little bit vague.
0: They go off into space. Colin Farrell's the the dad basically looks after them all, makes sure they're feeding them this blue drink that keeps them. Like from being teenagers, basically, from being docile.
1: I think they've been giving it to them their whole life.
0: Yeah, but it keeps them from being like risky or Sensory excited. Overload. or yeah. yeah. And then one day one of them realizes that if you don't drink the drink, everything feels a bit better, which is like stop taking drugs or something. Or, do, or start taking Yeah, drugs. exactly.
1: It's the opposite of yeah. doing drugs. It's like get you off the drug and now you're wild.
0: And then once you're off this uh, drink, all of a sudden you you become horny because <laughs> you're a teenager or you become what else? Violent. They yeah, they didn't have them all drinking alcohol or anything. There wasn't any of that, right? There would be no reason for it. Yeah. But they become violent and horny.
1: I think the message of the movie is nothing to do with what you're alluding to. It's just about human nature. Yeah. Without exactly. anything else.
0: You have to keep us, like in this instance, they had to keep you on the blue thing because what we really are is what you don't want us to be Yeah. during this flight. Most people start following other people like people do in real life. Well, the
1: bully decides he's going to take control and then he scares people into following him. That's what's happening.
0: Yeah. But just like in real life. Yep. Even in the top politics arenas and all that. (laughs) And then people start following blindly even.
1: Because what they're getting is more food and more... More protection. And opportunity to just do whatever the hell they want, which is like, oh yeah, that's appealing to everyone, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And then the ship starts going downhill because nobody's doing the work and it just starts to kind of go shitty from the inside. And then what do we have to do? We have to weed out the bad guy. (laughs) And (laughs) that's essentially
1: what this movie is. Then again, an alternate point of view. Why? Why not let the bad guy win? Why not let the assholes... Who want to dominate and rule by scaring everyone and beating everyone into submission, and then making them all terrified, and then telling them what to do so that you still sustain life? It's just that you and your elite group are the ones who benefit. What I mean, if you're taking a new group of humans to a completely unhuman planet, why not let that be the original thing, right? I mean, I'm not advocating it. I'm just saying because
0: inherently we're good, and most stories end up with the inherently good. Are we? Are we though? We're a mixture, aren't we? A we're a
1: mixture, <laughs> yes.
0: But So this movie. I'm not you know. a
1: big human fan sometimes. But then no. other times I think, wow, we are freaking amazing, but not all the time.
0: So the big issue I have with add with this movie, I actually kind of like the visual style. I thought the ship looked really cool on the inside, mm-hmm. you know? Pretty um,
1: generic, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but it was well done and production values were good. The costumes were good, the spacesuits, the whole thing I liked. But the problem I had was, one, the ending is very abrupt. I was like, is that's the end? Oh, it seems rushed. And I don't ever think that. But this felt like, oh, did they run out of ideas at the end? It got very generic. Mm-hmm. I won't say what happens, but it gets like generic action movie. And then it ends. And then there's like a little tacked on scene at the end. And I was like, oh, I thought there was another half an hour.
1: Yeah, not super satisfying.
0: Not right. satisfying. It's like, oh. That's how we're resolving everything, and that's it. With the resolution that we get there, I was like, "Really, everybody just fall in line immediately?" Exactly. Like nobody uprises or that bothered me because it seemed convenient. Also,
1: I yeah, don't like think- once we get rid of the asshole, everybody else is gonna be like, "Oh yeah, we didn't want the asshole anyway." <laughs> Even though we were, were part of his crew. Now. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that was the point where I was like. No, because that's not how it works. Because there'll be some of those people always who are like, "No, I'm still on the asshole side." And I also, agree. Wha-
1: I got used to doing whatever I want and having everyone else work. And now for I have to work me. again. Yeah,
0: it's a bit too neatly wrapped up. The other thing is, with it being a PG-13, I don't think it was as hardcore as it could have been. Like, mm-hmm. because there was moments where it could have, it could have, if it was an R rated, gone into like some really horrific moments, right? Oh yes, and there was like Lord of the Flies style people killing people in this movie, but it, they kept it all very like there's a death here and a beating here, but it never gets super intense. Which is fine.
1: That's all fine.
0: <laughs> so I liked a bit more of an extreme version of this this story, like because it felt more like a teenage Hunger Games version of this story instead of like a absolutely aliens version of this story. So those are the, my main issues. I liked. The cast and I liked the production values. You could tell it was kind of a bit on the cheap because it never really showed tons of like space stuff. Like we go outside the spaceship very occasionally and we look outside very occasionally. And we are
1: in the same hall yeah. over.
0: It's and a bit over. like an episode of Doctor Who at times. I'm like, oh, we're running down the same hall, aren't we? Over and over again. Because <laughs> there's one hall, right? It seems like. Yeah. And they just go in up and down it. but That's what I'm st-
1: saying. We're in the same hall. Yeah, the and time. we're
0: supposed to think there's like 50 halls. But there really isn't, so I don't get a, I don't get ever get a sense of scale of that shit. Like it shows you it from outside briefly a, a couple of times, but I don't feel like the big how big it is. So yeah, me
1: too.
0: I wanted the movie also to delve more into like the daily life of them before it starts to go to shit. I, I was interested in seeing the, them keeping the science together and growing their own
1: food and how it all works. Here's the deal, okay. For this particular movie, and whoever wrote it and wanted to make it, they have a very preachy idea to get into your head, right? Very preachy, as in not religious preachy, but human nature thing. That's all that seems to be focused on, not on the the cool science fiction. It's like, hey, how do we tell this story about human nature and destroying the only planet we have because we're assholes a different way? Oh, I know. We'll put them in space, just like how Star Trek was born referring back to Star Trek, it was pitched as a Western in space, right? Good guys, bad guys, battling it out, right and wrong and all that jazz, but in space. And I feel like that was their actual mission with this movie, not about like, oh, look at the potential for the future and how people will be. It was like, we've designed these people. The computer program is what's telling them what to do. So we're just going to keep relying on that story trope, right? That these kids have to keep referring back to the computer to tell them what to do so there's no right so now we just have to kind of buy into this sort of very clinical they're just walking around like zombies and like you said they were giving them a drug to keep them subdued subdued so they're just sort of walking around mindlessly doing their chores all the time and then we're just not supposed that's it that you just stop there so we don't get the oh, wow, how did they make this little greenhouse or whatever this room is that grows all the food, right? We just have to kind of, we don't get, it's not like Mark, what's the guy, what was the name, The Martian, where we get to see the whole process of how he ends up growing food. That's the part that I liked in The Martian. Right, but this movie, it wasn't about, I don't think about the space part. It was about the... Shoving the idea into our minds that we need to take care of our planet. That's what I felt like. It was preachy in that way.
0: That's where I am with the film itself. I like science fiction. I do like the idea of a bunch of teenagers on a spaceship that's on this mission forever. They're kind of terrifying. I said to you, (laughs) they're almost like mad, murderous teenagers are almost more frightening than the alien. Like if you come down comes down to it because they're tricky. They'll fuck you over. They'll beat you to death. Whatever. But it,
1: that's not just teenagers, though. I think that's unfair. That's like, unfortunately, in this movie also, all the bad, all the aggression, except for a couple of token hits by one young lady, are all male. And so it's sort of we're taking the natural idea of a male alpha applying it to humans and that's it. Like the men are the ones who want to do the raping and the pillaging and the murdering and the controlling. And with no, there's no other idea injected in there whatsoever. So I found right. that a bit, you know. And
0: there is like sexual antics going on. I would say rapey kind of things in this movie. <laughs> yes. Because like there are, there are things done to women that they don't want doing to them. Right. Some, some women are enjoying themselves, but it's because it's PG-13, it, it skirts around it a bit. I was actually surprised with the scene where the main guy touches the lead girl, like, up. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wow. I mean, we have to make it clear what he does. We can't have it, like...
1: His intention is to have sex with her whether she wants to or not. And yet it gets stopped, thankfully, in that moment. But yeah, that's the idea.
0: Yeah, it needed to be clear so we knew, like, how far he was going. Like, not just... Aside from that, I was disappointed with the last 20 minutes, I think. It really devolved into every other sci-fi movie. (laughs) yeah. It reminds me a bit of the end of Alien Four, how uh, how disappointing that is. You get what I'm saying?
1: Alien Four, it's kind of overall. Alien
0: Resurrection.
1: Yeah, I know what which happens one. at the end? Yeah.
0: Involving airlocks and etc. It's so True. boring. It's like it, oh. it is boring. Yeah, well, this is also boring at the end. I found that's what we were given, and then there's this tacked-on little bit at the end where you're like, "Okay, is that it? Yep, that is it. There's the credits." <laughs>
1: oh. It's over. Unsatisfying ending is very... uh, It kind of sticks
0: with you because the last thing you see. So then when you think back on the movie, you're always like, oh yeah, that ending was kind of... I don't know what I would have done. I I can't... Well, maybe I do. Could you make it better just immediately? Think of your ending.
1: My ending of this particular movie? Can
0: you make it more satisfying just off off the cuff?
1: Not unless you give me another hour.
0: All right. I'll give you an hour. Then at the end of this podcast, I'll ask you.
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) I, I mean... Give me another hour of movie. Oh, yeah, I'd have to add an hour. Understood. Yes, I'd have to add an hour oh, on. You needed this movie. an hour
0: to write the rest of the script up.
1: No, no, that takes me like two seconds. No, I need <laughs> an hour <laughs> to like, but I would. Well, I guess then I would cut this movie down to half of what it is, and then spend the other half finishing it my way. But then again, what's really the ultimate thing, right? You get to the planet and you survive, and you're going to mess up this planet too. I mean, it's not, uh, there's no mystery here, right? We're
0: just cockroaches, as Gary are going to, <would> say. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're going to eventually ruin that planet too. So I don't know, maybe the ending's fine.
0: All right, so let's move on to the cast. Ty Sheridan, who we all know from Ready Player One, plays Christopher. What do you think of Ty? He was good. I liked him in Ready Player One a lot. I think he's a really good, like, this age hero for a movie. You know, like the age he is? Mm-hmm. You know, like Shia LaBeouf was good at that when he was that age. I like Ty Sheridan at this. He was a perfect wade in Ready Player One for me. And in this as well, I think he played it very similar, to be honest. Charming So you're teenie.
1: biased because you already liked him. I get it.
0: Charming teenage boy, I guess, is what he plays. He's probably not a teenage boy, though, is he? He's I don't probably think like so. 35 years old.
1: <laughs> not 35, but. Probably
0: 25. I liked him in this. Thought he played it well and he had to play off like this. He's the good guy, essentially, right? But. He has to deal with some bad guys. Yeah. Lily Rose Depp plays Sailor. It's Sailor S-E-L-A, not like a Sailor. I kept thinking they were saying Sailor. Mm. It's S-E-L-A. What do you think of Lily Rose Depp?
1: She was good. I mean, she's. we have to remember, because at first I'm like, oh my God, these people, they're all terrible, but... Terrible in what way? Just overly... Now, we know they're being drugged to be flat, right? Yeah. So that's part of it. But then it's like they're overly thinking that and doing it too much like, okay, I'll do what the like thing they're is. all sedated. Yeah, but then as the performer person, they take that just to the ultimate flatness with you know what I mean? So there was yeah. a little bit of that going on with her at the very beginning. But then, you know, as time went on, it was she was fine.
0: Fionn Whitehead plays Zack. Now Zach's the bad guy. What do you think of him?
1: He was fine.
0: I said to you, it reminds me of Killian uh, Murphy when he was young in Twenty Eight Days Later. It disagree
1: got, completely. There's nothing looking like not Cillian
0: the look, the, the vibe of his acting.
1: Oh, sort it of. It wasn't like, really
0: how he looked. It like was fake more,
1: intensity.
0: Yeah, like super intense, like all the time. But like I don't hundred percent buy it all the time either.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to describe it.
0: And then Colin Farrell plays Richard, Father Richard. Is is the daddy? What do you think of Colin? Farrell? What I didn't like about Colin Farrell was he was just pretending not to be um, Irish.
1: I know. This is our thing. Can't people just be what they are? I mean, Uh, yeah. even if you say he's an American scientist in the script, why? Why does it matter? Why can't he be an Irish (laughs) I mean, if if you're designing a spaceship and you've trained your whole life to be an astronaut, you could be from literally any parcel of land on the entire planet. You do not have to be... An American or a British person, which happens in, in this, you know, back or forth. But yeah, he could have just had In this it. movie,
0: everybody was the most bland American you could think of, accent-wise. It, but Lily Rose Depp occasionally was from France. Just occasionally.
1: Yeah, a little bit.
0: We always say it every time, but I don't get it. It was supposed to be like, well, I guess they were all raised in a lab.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, were they raised in a lab just watching American television? <laughs>
1: exactly. That's what I said. If they People have been taught their whole life to be productive. And there's a very diverse as far as like how they all appear from different ethnic backgrounds. Right. But they all just speak like totally perfect English. Even if they all had British accents, I would be suspicious. Like, why? They should all be naturally speaking all languages all the time. Whatever they've learned their whole life, just be randomly speaking. That'd be great. I'd read subtitles for that. I don't care.
0: This is directed by Neil Berger. A, he directed, uh, do you remember the movie Limitless? Mm-hmm. With, he did that one. He did a couple of the Divergent movies and The Illusionist with Edward Norton, which came out around the same time as The Prestige. And it was known as the other magician movie at the time. They both came out within a couple of months of each other. What do you think of Neil Berger's direction here?
1: It was okay, but I think that I just felt lectured more than immersed in... The possibilities, you know what I mean?
0: As far as like cinematography went, I thought it looked fine. I mean, I like the set. I like the set. I do like believable spaceships and it felt like a believable spaceship. One that was made for a lot of people. Remember that movie Passenger that we saw with um,
1: Mm -hmm. Katniss?
0: That spaceship was kind of odd. Not believable to me. It was too much. It was like...
1: Also not a great, not a great story.
0: No, in in fact, if you want a double bill of (laughs) semi-bland... Um, (laughs) sci-fi yeah with big stars in it it's those two movies it's Passengers and this
1: well this barely had a big star and he wasn't in it
0: very long spoilers I'm just saying IMDB reviews what are those?
1: reviews on IMDB oh did you want more? yes Uh, this This is is
0: like at the beginning of the show uh, (laughs) listener I'll tell you about this (laughs) I always do a sound test to make sure the audio is good and then I say a load of stuff and then I'm, I'm looking at the waveform to make sure it looks good. And then I pass the mic over to Sid Doc. And she's, she might say one word or two, and I can't get any <laughs> handle on how loud she was.
1: You can't control me. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think this is? I'm In like,
0: grief. so my new thing is to tell her to keep talking until I say, don't talk. So I can look.
1: And that works out really well. It does not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the one star reviews on IMDb.
1: That's it. One star reviews on IMDb that you read because there are times when we think people are stupid. Sorry, but it's like, that's the best word to use. Like just, no, let's not say stupid. Let's say wrong about how much they hate a movie when we actually enjoy it. But if we don't enjoy it and they give it a bad review, or like, you are a genius.
0: (laughs) So here we go. Number one says another dumb teenager movie. I'm sick of this movie's The writing was lazy AF. The acting was forced, and it's boring as hell.
1: I mean, I can't disagree with that on some level.
0: This guy says...
1: I get it. I get it. I get it. I feel you.
0: So this guy says, to put it simply, somebody read Lord of the Flies and kind (laughs) of remembered the highlights, decided to set it in space, then gave the idea to a six-year-old to fill in the plot. Then he threw in teenage sex. Poor acting, poor movie, poor story, poor attempt in general. The only thing I considered well done were the sets. I agree. Everything else was just not worth the time.
1: Mm, Because my time's so valuable.
0: And finally, the script is nonsensical. After hitting the 20-minute mark, I felt like I was losing my IQ by the minute. I rarely, if ever, review titles on IMDb, but I had to warn others to please not waste your two hours on this. Very generous of
1: spirit there. See, all humans aren't bad. Exactly. (laughs) In
0: fact, the people in the IMDb reviews are the best of what... the humanity has to offer.
1: But uh, you going to leave that <laughs> breath in there? <laughs> yeah.
0: There are no extras because we watched a digital copy. Thank you to Lionsgate. I'm going to give this movie a 5 out of 10.
1: That's what I'm giving it. It's right in the middle there. It's science fiction, so I enjoy it. And that's it. So movie
0: recommendations. We always do that at this part of the show. I'm going with the movie High Life. Do you remember that one? No. It was a movie that we watched last year set in space. And it had a... Oh,
1: yes, I do. It's a movie
0: with a space dildo, let me tell
1: you. Hmm. Again, with the people kind of going lowest common denominator behaviors.
0: But that was a more artistic kind of film. It wasn't like a high action type film. But I really liked it. High Life. It starred Robert Pattinson, the guy who's going to be playing Batman next. And it... He had a baby with him, and I really liked it. I thought it was cool. So I'm going with that one. And I'm also going with Ready Player One, which starred Ty Sheridan, who's from this movie. And Ready Player One, the book is better than the movie, let me tell you. Sorry, Mr. Spielberg.
1: And sorry, wife, because that's really one of her pet peeves.
0: Yeah, but I've read the book more than once, and I still enjoy the book more than the movie. But the movie's cool, too. So Ready Player One and High Life.
1: And my recommendations? Is that what you're asking me so politely? Yes. (laughs) My recommendations are coming from the eighties. For the whole of this year, I'm going to find movies from the 80s on a list of movies I've seen. And I'm still in 1981. Halloween two, the one set in the hospital. For anyone who hasn't watched the Halloween series. And that classic that I think a lot of us would like to pretend never happened, Porky's. Was Halloween two set in the hospital? Yeah, that's the one where they go to the hospital. like she's ends up in the hospital and then you've got the hot tub hospital thing. And oh yeah. Yeah.
0: I kind of like the first one. And then... Really? Yeah.
1: I like three, and I know a lot of people. That's controversial.
0: Well, I'll be controversial. I like the one that was made, like, in 2019, that one. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. The one with where Jamie Lee Curtis came back.
1: It was all right.
0: No, I kind of like that one.
1: I know you did. I'm not saying... That doesn't make it good.
0: I know. None of them are actually <laughs> good.
1: Well, okay. That's subjective. a whole other discussion. That's it. That's my recommendations. What else am I supposed to add?
0: Halloween two and Porky's. Yes. Hmm. Porky's. Porky's is. <laughs> so real I'm vegetarian high,
1: bro. now, so I can never watch that movie again. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a movie that that lives up to time. No. They just put it that way.
0: So, a scully stuff. It was the week of E3. It was kind of a disappointing E3 sit up.
1: Is that new? <laughs> No, E3
0: is usually pretty cool. There's some good announcements. And yes, there were some good announcements, but Sony didn't bother going to E3. I really like Sony's show. It's always my favorite part of E3. They didn't do it. So there wasn't any of that. I can't tell you anything about so it. So
1: you are what they call a Sony fanboy?
0: I'm a Sony thing? pony, as they call them.
1: Oh my. That sounds like something completely different.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now I'm thinking of that song. Riding my pony. Oh my. Everybody's favorite strip club song.
1: Uh, we've never seen that movie, so we only know from conjecture and hearsay. Which movie? You know. Pony? No, <laughs> Magic Mike. Oh, is, it, is, that, is that song?
0: It probably is, right?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah. I think. Again, I don't know. I wouldn't say it.
0: E3 week. Microsoft did have a show, and it lasted like 90 minutes, and they showed a new Halo. The big news with their Halo is that they've decided to make it free, you know, instead of charging you for it. It's going to be free to play. There's going to be a season pass to say basically they copied off Fortnite and they saw that Fortnite, because it's free to download and play, lots of people play it because they don't have to invest anything. So they've decided to do that with the brand new Halo. So the multiplayer of Halo will be free to download. And if you want to buy cosmetics, you want your Master Chief to look different, you can uh, buy cosmetics. So that's coming out this fall, apparently, on PC, Xbox. So any, most people will be able to play that. They also announced a new Forza game, Forza Horizon 5. And I like the Forza games. Uh, the last one took place in the UK. The one before that was in Australia. But this new uh, one... What is
1: this game? What kind of game is this? You have it explained to those of us. It's an
0: open world racing game. Okay. So you, this one is takes place in Mexico. So you, you're dropped into Mexico and there's a giant map like an open world RPG game, but you're in a car. Let's call it a car PG. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you I feel go like around, we didn't
1: invent that, but that's okay.
0: You go around the map. There's story missions. So there is actual story about Inforza. It's usually about like setting up this festival on the island and you're going around doing missions for people. There's also races all over the island, collectibles to find. You can do it in multiplayer with your friends. It's really fun. It's one of the best racing games out there. So there's a new Forza Horizon. It's out in November. Did I say that Sony didn't turn up? Because that was my Mm -hmm. next thing. Nintendo. uh, You you actually
1: started with that. So it was very powerful for you that they weren't there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Nintendo uh, closed off E3 and they showed a bunch of new games. But their big thing was uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Well, that's not coming out till 2022, they said, and it's for the Switch exclusive. And that was pretty much it. Looking back at the whole of E3, I mean, there were lots of games announced. Don't get me wrong. I've just mentioned the highlights here. There's lots of independent games that were announced that looked really good. And there's one, I think it's called 12 Hours, if I'm not mistaken. And it stars Daisy Ridley and Willem Dafoe. And it's one of those story games that I like, and you kind of like, Sid Talk, watching me play them. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's about a, it's like a Groundhog Day loop, but it's a story taking place about this couple. And you've got to figure out what happened and you keep reliving this day from different points of view. And it's Daisy Ridley's the main person in it. Okay. Willem Dafoe's in it. And also what's the guy from uh, X-Men,
1: you know? The one guy?
0: Yeah. You know, the Scottish guy from (laughs) X-Men.
1: No, I
0: always forget his name. He was on Jonathan Ross the other week. Um, He was on The Bake Off recently. Okay, That guy. Okay. We don't know him. I don't. So we blanking blind. Mean, I will. but I, you Professor know I, something or other. It's
1: unreasonable for you. Oh, I know you're talking
0: about. Him. Yeah, that guy.
1: Okay.
0: He's also in this game. It, it's an independent game. It's by Annapurna Interactive. Professor
1: whatever. Professor Xavier. Xavier something. Yeah.
0: So this game's by Annapurna Interactive. They make movies, usually, Annapurna. You've probably seen that in front of movies before. This game in particular is made by that studio. So I'm interested to see it. I don't think many people picked up on what it was because it was very briefly shown. But that was one of my favorite things that they showed. The other favorite thing was the they're making a Guardians of the Galaxy game. And that looks really fun. There's lots of dialogue in that game, said Did you see the trailer of it? Mm-hmm. A lot of talking, maybe too much. We'll have to see when it comes out. So that is... Everything from E3 this week. Also this week, I am in the Windows Insider program and I got my hands on a copy of Windows 11. Can't tell you a lot about Windows 11 so far, aside from I'm recording this podcast using it and it seems to be working. That's what I
1: say. (laughs) That's a good test.
0: Yeah. So Windows 11 is coming soon. You'll all know about it in about a week. So keep your eyes on that. Sid, what's for dinner?
1: Well, you should tell them because you made it.
0: I did this morning. I got up and made a uh, shepherd's pie. Yeah. It's looking a forward mushroom, to it. Mushroom based shepherd's pie, which is, if you don't know what a shepherd's pie is, it's like a like a filling with mashed potato as a crust. And it is very delicious.
1: Usually with meat, lamb, hamburger.
0: Yeah. Whatever. Or fake meat or whatever. I made a mushroom vegetarian one and it looks delicious. It I'm looks the,
1: delicious. We will
0: eat it soon. So what's your advice, Sid
1: Talk? My advice is this, be prepared. It's going to be controversial, do you think? Have you read it?
0: I haven't. I always wait for you to say it.
1: Okay, well, if you have like a belief system, you know, religion, ideology, philosophy, whatever, there's a whole bunch. So first of all, I hope you would acknowledge that yours is not the one, but hey, that's a, that's a whole other level, as they like to say. I would just want, because me personally, I don't have a thing. Like a one set thing. There's no system to what I think or believe about the world or humans. I just sort of like pick and choose as I go, which I actually think everyone does, but they don't want to admit it. They have a basis thing and then they kind of build on top of that with their own. But if you do have, because this movie makes you think about it a little bit, like be really honest about what you think. And it's just a thought, right? Your behaviors toward people, the way your thoughts about people and then how you behave toward them. And if what you believe in, the system that's been created for you to, you know, follow, which I'm all on board for, do whatever you got to do. But be really honest that if what you believe in is damaging, separating, destructive. I mean, if any part of it tells you to hate someone, destroy someone, particularly if it loops around and it's because they don't believe what you believe. I mean, come on. (laughs) That's like... That's like such a, that's such a trap, right? But if you're really honest with yourself and if what you've been taught and what you choose to believe tells you to hate someone, to insult someone, to reject someone or to push them away or to think you have to somehow change them into you, like magically make a clone of yourself because you've decided that you're right and they're wrong about how they are, who they are, what they do, whatever, as long as what they're doing isn't terribly destructive and all that. I would just want someone to be honest and go, wow, what I'm when I look at this group of people and that person is this and that person is that and that person is this, I really like this person because they agree with me and I dislike that person because I was taught that's very wrong and that's very bad and that's whatever. Like, do you really want that in your life? If you're really honest about it, you can still believe what you believe. You can build on what you believe. You can add to it. It doesn't break it down. It makes it stronger, right? If I've been taught my whole life to hate people who are homosexual, like taught fervently, hardcore, like no, there's this black and white situation here. It is you love, you are heterosexual or you're the devil, right? That's kind of like, and let's be honest, some people do have that in their head. Just if that's you, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but really be honest. Why? Why? <laughs> what does that, what problem does that solve in this survival on this planet, in this universe? What problem does it solve to hate anyone or to want to destroy them? Or because you think there's some paradise after your body is done being alive that you can then have the right to destroy other people in the process? No, no, I'm saying no. And if you actually have that somewhere floating in your head, just take a step back and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Like, can I just live, right? build things, make things, learn things, do things, feed everybody if we can. Maybe everybody infuse it a little bit more of a work ethic. Again, controversial. But if what you believe tells you to reject people, push them away because of an idea or a behavior you don't approve of, just wonder why. Just why. That's it. And if you still come back to the same conclusion, fair enough. But I think a lot of people might not. That's me lecturing you. I felt lectured by this movie, so I'm lecturing everyone else.
0: I feel lectured by you. Very good.
1: That's the intent.
0: So let me tell you to go to our website. (laughs) Website? Website. I sound like some kind of yob. (laughs) All right. Go to our website, ascully.com. Twitter and Facebook and Instagram are our social medias. You can find us on there. Just search for ascullyarsidtalk can find us also on anchor.fm slash after the show, Spotify, iTunes, wherever podcasts are sold.
1: All the stuff.
0: But we don't sell it. It's free. You can check out Sid Talk on all those places. You can email feedback to me, ascoli, to Don't email Sid Talk. She really hates you. I don't hate anybody. go off into uh, Nothing
1: space. that I believe or think about the world tells me to hate anyone. I may very, very much dislike your behaviors. <laughs> and your uh, effect on this world and people around you. But I will not hate you. I would still defend you in a fight, probably. You know,
0: it's the mm. way it is. And stay classy, the cast of this movie, until you're not classy when you all start trying to kill each other. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to say think you for yourselves. Because if you don't, someone's doing it for you.